Today's daf is Gitin daf nun ches, and we are at the very last line of daf nun zayin omidays Omar rabba bar barchana Omar rabbi yochanan. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refuah shalema for ita yehudis bas mindel and Usher ben ita. Today's daf is also being learned for ilu nishmas moshe ben aharon and chaim elazar ben yibadol chaim reb shimshin So today's daf is part three of the three daf series of Kantsa Ubar Kantsa. But as we saw, that really it's a little bit of a misnomer. The first daf discusses the events that led up to the destruction of the second base, Amikdash, Akantsa Bar Kantsa, Chor of Yerushalayim. The second daf already didn't talk about Kantsa Bar Kantsa. Rather, it discussed the events or the event that led to the destruction of Tormalka, Atarnagoyla, Atarnagolta, Chor of Tormalka, and the event that led to the destruction of Betar, Ashaka de Rispak, Chor of Betar. Today's daf is going to begin continuing to discuss Chorben Betar, and really just another Omid Gemara of Me'inyan, Le'inyan, Ba'usa Inyan, discussing Chorben specifically. The Tkufa of Bayeshain, Zokta Gemara, Omar Rabba Bar Barchano, Omar Abyechanan. Arboim saw Kitsutse Tfilin, Nimtsu, Biroshe Haruge Beitar. So in yesterday's daft, the Gemara talked about the terrible destruction that was Khurban Beitar. And Rabbi Yochanan said that he heard that when they went to investigate the Chalolim, all the corpses, the people that were killed during the great massacre of Betar, what they found was that the Haruge Betar were wearing tefillin. In fact, there were 40 saw of tefillin that were found on the heads of the Haruge Betar. Rabbi Yanni Rabbi Shmuel Amar, Rabbi Yanni Rabbi Shmuel said, not 40 saw, but rather Sholish Kupais, Arbaim, Arbaim saw. They found three Kupais, each one, of 40 saw, meaning not 40, but 120 saw. And Masnisa Tana Abraisa said it was our bum kupas. They found 40 kupas. Shal Sholish Sholish son. Each one had three saw in it. It's the same math. Whether it's three times 40 or 40 times three, the point is it wasn't 40 saw, but rather it was 120 saw. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, we have a little bit of a kash. Rabbi Yechanan said, how much tefillin, meaning what was the weight? It was our bum saw of tefillin. And here we have a Messiah that it wasn't 40, but rather it was 120. The Gemara says, well, it's really not a kasha. One was talking about the tefillin shal reish, and the other was talking about the tefillin shal Zokrashi. The tefillin shal reish, are gedolim from the tefillin shalyad. And the reason is because the tefillin shalrosh, the four parashiyas are in four batim. As opposed to the tefillin shalyad, it's all in one bias. As a result, the tefillin shalrosh is really four times the size of the tefillin shalyad. Or it's time, there's three additional. So it's for that reason, being that they were bigger than what the smaller, so the tefillin shalrosh were 120, the tefillin shalyad were only 40. That's the way Rashi explains the Gemara. The emiss is, Rashi's pshat is a little bit dachok. And the reason Rashi's pshat is a little bit dachok, because according to Rashi, the 120 was the Tfil and Shalraish, the 40 was the Tfil and Shalyat. What was Rabbi Yechanan's memra? Arboim saw, kitsutse Tfilin nimtsu beroshe haruge beta. 
It sounds like the 40 were on the head. It sounds like it was the Tfilm Shalrosh. So it's Yodua that on the side of the Ein Yaakov, one of the Mepharshim is the Eitz Yosef. And the Eitz Yosef says, Shamati b'shem ha-goyin rabkiva eger z'choyin al-avracha. I heard b'shem ha-goyin rabkiva eger who said, Pshat in this Gemara different than Rashi. He said, Lule de Mistafina, I would say, that was Fakert. That the 40 was the Tfilm Shalrosh, like the Lashon of the Gemara, and the 120 was the Tfilm Shalyad. What's the cheshben? Rashi said a little bit of a cheshben. But, why would the Tfilin Shalyad be more than the Tfilin Shalrosh? So, Kedarke Bakoidesh, he said a charifos. He said that Tfilin Shalrosh you wear when you're wearing the Tfilin Shalrosh. Obviously. Tfilin Shalyad, you wear when you're wearing the Tfilin Shalrosh, but you also wear it when you're not wearing your Tfilin Shalrosh. First, you put on your Tfilin Shalyad. So, you're only wearing your Tfilin Shalyad. Then you put on your Tfilin Shalrosh, which means you're wearing the Tfilin Shalyad at the same time that you're wearing the Tfilin Shalrosh. And then when you take your Tfilin off, first you take off your Tfilin Shalrosh. So what emerges then is that you'll be wearing your Tfilin Shalyad alone, Hagan, you're not wearing your Tfilin Shalrosh anymore. So Tfilin Shalrosh you wear, when you wear your Tfilin Shalrosh. Tfilin Shalyad you wear sometimes without the Tfilin Shalrosh before and after. So he said, it comes out this three zmanim ke'ilu that you would be wearing your tfilin shayad as opposed to one zman that you're wearing your tfilin shayad. He says, when they came in to destroy the city of Betar, so the oil was putting on their tfilin, they were taking off their tfilin. The tfilin shayad, you had the people that were wearing the tfilin shayad, but then you had people that were wearing the tfilin shayad only because they hadn't put on the tfilin shayad yet. And there were other people that were holding from the previous minion, they were taking off already that tfilin shayad. So I told all they were was that Tfilin Shayyad. See, so at three Zmanim of Tfilin Shayyad, one Zman of Tfilin Shayyad, that's why there's 40 sub Tfilin Shayyad, like the Lashon Gemara, Nimtu Berashi Haruge Beitar, as opposed to Tfilin Shayyad, you had three Zmanim, and that's why it was 120, Veruy and Advarim, Lamisha Amram. It's just interesting, as Merat Shayim from the side of the Ein Yaakov, so the Ion Yaakov, Yaakov Raisha, the Valshvul's Yaakov, and his Pirish, he says, what's the significance? What were Chazal trying to say? That they were... Kitsutse tefillin that were found on the Rosh and on the Shalyad of the Haruge Beitar. So Pashit, it's Lishvach, that they were wearing tefillin, they were Kedoshim, they were Tzadikim, for a person to die. Wearing tefillin is Mamash Gavald. But he says it could be that there's a symbolism to the other side as well. And that is, we mentioned yesterday that Chazal said that why was Beitar destroyed? Bayesh Rishon was a Baydazar Gilaraish, Vichazdamen. Bayesh Sheni was because of Senaschina, Moshinara. Why was Beitar destroyed? Chazal said because they didn't properly mourn Yerushalayim. We know that an Oval doesn't wear tefillin, he puts Efer Tachas. Pe'er. And on Tishabav, we don't wear tefillin until Mincha, which is the Zman of Nachim. But really, by Shachrus, we don't wear tefillin. The Harugei Beta were wearing tefillin. There was a Midas Akdusha in that. So you felt in, in the Avelos of Chorben Beis Hamikdash. And that's why Chazal went out of the way to talk about all the tefillin that they were wearing. That instead of there being Eifah Beroisham, there was Pe'er Beroisham, and it was Gara Kitrug, it was Gara Taino. One of the reasons, or the Ikka reason, for Chorben Beitah, Zokta Gemara Vaitah. The Pasik says, Omar Rav Asi. Rav Asi said, Arba kabin mayach nimtsu al evenachas. There were four kabin of mayach, of brains, that were found on one stone. Now Rashi says, this took place bechurbin by Yisrishim. Ula, Omar, Ula said, Tisha's kabin. Not four kabin, but nine kabin. Omar, Rav Kahan, Bitema, Shilabar, Mori, Micro. What's the Makar to this? Where do you even find this? So it's a Pasik in the hill. The Pasik says, Bas Babel hashaduda. 
So the Pasik says, praises the person that's going to take revenge from Bavel. What did Bavel do? Whoever's going to take your children and is going to bang them on the cellar, Ashrei, for what they did to the Yidin, and that's where you see that this took place. Had did Rashi know this was Bechorban by Yisrishim? Because that's the Pasik. That's why Rashi was Mefarish, that this took place. Bechorban by Yisrishim. Zok to Gemara. B'nei Bav, b'nei Tzioin, ha-yekorim, ha-mesuloim This is a Pasik in Eicha. And it talks about the b'nei Tzioin, the sons, the children, the boys of Tzioin, they were very, very precious. They were misuloyim bapaz. Sok the Gemara, my misuloyim bapaz. What does that even mean? So the Gemara says like this: Elaim, it doesn't mean literally. They have a machbi bepiza. So pizza is hanechmadim. It means some valuable jewel. So it doesn't mean they were decked out in like the finest clothing and in the finest pearls. But we have a Messiah from the Yeshiva Rab Sheila, Tarti Maskali, Estiri Pisa, Nachs Baalma. There were two Estiri weights of Pisa that came down to the world. Chadabaraymi, one is in Rome, the Chadabakuliyama. The other one is in the entire world combined, meaning there's not that much pause outside of Rome to say that all the Benetziyan were Missulam, the pause, that they were covered with pause. It can't mean literally. Hell, what it means is, show you these boys were so handsome, they were so beautiful, that if somebody looked at Puz, after they looked at these boys, Puz looked disgusting. So Puz usually is Gaval, that's why it's so expensive, it's so precious. But these boys were so much more Yoifi than the Puz, they were Meganin as a Puz B'Yoifian. So the Gemara tells a very, very painful story. The Chshuvim of Roymi, when they were Meshamish Mitasam, so there was an Indian that a person wanted to look at something very, very precious at the time of Tashmash Amita. So what they would do is they would take their signet and they would put it by the bed, they would look at it, and that's the way they were Meshamshi Arsayu, Mikan Ve'elach. But when they saw the Bnei Tzia in Maisu Bnei Yisrael, they took these Jewish boys, Va'asri Bekayu de Parayu, they tied them to the beds, Um Meshamshi, and Meshaz Tashmash, they were looking at these boys. So the Gemara says, Amalei Chad Lechavre. So as this is happening, one of these boys turns to his friend and he says, Ha I understand that all the tsaras that we're going through right now, these are the tsaras haksuvim batayra. These tsaras are all mentioned in the toichacha. Right? The first toichacha, Parshish Bechukai, said the Ramban says is keneged chorben by Yisrishan. The second toichacha, Parshish Kisabi, the Ramban says is keneged chorben by Yisheni. So obviously this Indian that we're dealing with right now must be Meruma somewhere in Parshish Kisavai. So he asked him, where is it? Because I'm not familiar of a Posik that describes this. On Malaysia, he told him, the Posik says, Gam kol choli he says, you want to know where it's Marumas? It's in that Pasuk. There's one general Pasuk that says, even things that are not mentioned in the Torah, Rahman al is going to happen. That's where it is. So the boy turns to his friend, these innocent little children. He says, I didn't get up to this Pasuk. I'm just curious. You know where I was holding in Cheder when all these tsaras started to happen, when the madness began. How far was I? Amalese, he told him, Ingit. Rashi says, Purta. A little bit. Pusta upalga. Dafechetzi, says Rashi. You mamish right there. Amale. So again, he very innocently responds to him. He tells him, Wow, had I learned just another daf, a daf and a half, I wouldn't have needed you. I wouldn't have had to ask you this question. Just juxtapos- 
juxtaposing the innocence of these little children with Rahman al-Islam, what they were subjected to. Zakti Gemar, Amr Rav Yudam Ashmuel, Mishum Rav Shem and Gamliel. Rav Yudam Ashmuel said, Nei Rav Shem and Gamliel. Right, this is what's in the Pasuk that says, Eini oilelol enafshi mikol benois iri. And this too is a Pasuk in Sefer Eicha. So Rav Shem and Gamliel said, Arba meis bati knesias, hoi bekrach beta. There were 400 bati knesias in the city of Beta. Ubechalachas vachas, hoi uba arba meis malam ditinoikis. Each one of these botiknesios had 400 malam de tinoikis. And each one taught 400 tinoikis of Israel. When the enemy entered, they brought these big sticks and they would literally stab them. They would hit them with the sticks. And when the oyev finally in a bad way, actually was successful in conquering Beitar, Karkum, Vesifreyim. They took all these boys, Mitterebbes, they wrapped them up in a Sefer Torah, Vehitzitzum Be'esh, and they lit them on fire. And Rav Shem Gamliel says, that's what Yirmiyo Hanavi saw Beruach Kachai. And this is what he was saying prophecy about. Eini oilolo l'nafshi mikol b'noi siri. It's interesting, Rav Shem Gamliel He's talking about Chorben Beitar. There's another Gemara. It's a Gemara in Bava Kamla. In the end of Perak Meruba, Daf Pei Gimel Amidalev. We just learned it together in Mesech Desoita, Daf Memtes on the base. The last Daf in Mesech Desoita. The Gemara says, "Am Rabbi Yehuda Mashmu Mishum Rab Shimon Ben Gamliel." The same exact pasuk. The same Rab Shimon Gamliel. Any Olo Lenafshi Mikol Benoyis Iri. Rab Shimon Gamliel said, "Elif Yuladim Hoyu Beveis Abba." He said, "My family." This is the family of the Nasi. He said there were a thousand children that were Enoch from the Tata's Mishpacha. 500 of them learned Torah. And 500 of them learned Chachmas Yavanas. And from Churban Beta, there were two survivors. Me and I have a nephew that lives in Asia. We were the only ones that survived. Now, it's interesting. There's a little bit of a discussion which Rav Shimon Gamliel this is. Pashtas, it sounds like it would be Rav Yudan father. If we're talking about Churban Beta, some say this is maybe Rav Shimon Gamliel who lived earlier. I saw in the Tal Sanam the Amiram, there's a little bit of a schmooze. But one thing for sure, you learn Rav Shimon Gamliel in Shas. You don't think of him as a Holocaust survivor. Right? We always say this. When you learn Gemara, it's Freilach. You don't feel this. But this is where Rav Shem Gamliel is. Me and I have one cousin, a nephew, who lives in Asia, and we're the only ones that survived from the entire family. And they're survivors of Churban Beitah. But Al-Kapanim, Rav Shem Gamliel was a survivor. He's talking about Churban Beitah, all the different children and everybody that was there. He's an eyewitness account. But I'll tell you something else interesting. And that is, the Akhrein of Two interesting things. The Achreinim ask that it says that there were Malamitinoikis, and each Malamitinoikis taught 400 Yeladim, taught 400 children. So I saw all the Achreinim ask this Kasha. Every Achreinim asks this same Kasha. From a Gemara Mesachtis Baba Basra, Tafchafalaf Amad Aleph. The Gemara says, Omar Rava, Sach Mikri Dardiki, Esrim Vachamisha Yanuki. That the amount of children that you're allowed to have in a class is 25. And what if you have more? But one Rebbe is not allowed to teach more than 25 children. The sugi over here is the Gemara about Yeshua ben Gamla, Yisrael. he was the one who set up the yeshiva system, but it's a Mufurish Gemara that a Rebbe is not allowed to teach more than 25 Talmidim. So how is it possible that each one of the Malamde Tinoikis was teaching 400 children? L'chura, what happened to this halach? And the say different Pashta Terutza maybe to answer this Gasha. But my Muschel Rishon was that we've spoken out so many times over the years from Agoyim Rav W. Weishlito who said that you find this number 400 
Seder v'Kaseder. And he says the number 400 is a Lashen Guzma. There's so many examples of it. You look out for it, you'll see it. We still talk about the number 22 and the number 400. And whenever Chazal wanted to mention a smaller number, Misper Katan is Chav Beis, and Misper Gadol is 400. The Rem is Yech Lodavr, because Aleph Beis, Aleph through Tav, are the Chav Beis Oisir, Shavayin Nivru Shamayin Varetz. So Tav, there's 22 Oisirs. Tav meaning the Gemar, the Hashlama of Misper Katan. Tav is also the Gematria of 400. It's the Hashlama of Misper Gadol, but again... So the Muscle Rishon was that we're dealing here with a Lashon Guzman. It's not a real number. And then this whole Gemara sounds that way. Because there were 400 Batikinesias and 400 Malamde Tinoikis. And each one was teaching 400 Tinoikis of Rabbam. So once we have already a Makar Kaddish to say that 400 is a Mispur of Guzma, it certainly sounds like from this Eidos of Rav Shimon Gamliel, we don't mean 400 as opposed to 399 or 401. What we mean is, is a Lashon Guzma. The only thing is, is that 400 Lashon Guzma usually is the Taich because it's a big number. And we're not sure what the number is. So we're throwing out the number 400 so you should understand. I don't exactly sure how many people were there. But it was a big number. Kash says we have a number. The number is 25. That's what it should say. If 25 is the maximum number, it's to say 25. Why would you have to say 400 would be? It was 211. It was 500, 900, 100. So you just say 400. So Pashin Shat, I'm not 100%. But I'll tell you another beautiful aura. And that is, so what happened? They come in. They, they wrap them in the Sefer Torah. And and they lit them on fire. There's a sefer that was put out last year in Tavshin Pei Beis from a young man in Lakewood. The sefer is called Be'ikve Agolos. The mechaber of the sefer is Rabbi Yaakov Beer. It's a beautiful sefer. He goes through line by line the entire sugi of Kamsa Bar Kamsa. He starts from the beginning, Dafnun Heyom Beis. He goes through today's Daf, Dafnun Chesam and Aleph. It's mamish, extremely, extremely, extremely thorough. In the back of the sefer, he has a kuntras that he called Maimon Mordechai. It's Misichosov, Shalagoyin Ramordechai Gifter, Zechitzadik, the Kaddish Levracha. But either way, a beautiful sefer. So I saw he makes a, a, a beautiful tzushtal to this Gemara. It's a very, very well known Gemara. It's a poignant Gemara. Very appropriate to speak out in a daf like this. So the Gemara is Masech Tzavoy Dezor Daf Yud Chesam Aleph. The Gemara says Tanu Rabbanim Kishchal Rabbi Yosef Ben Kisma Rabbi Yosef Ben Kisma was sick. Halach Rabbi Chanina Ben Tradian Levakra. Rabbi Chanina Ben Tradian went to be Mavakra Choyla. Amaloi. So Rabbi Yosef Ben Kisma saw Rabbi Chanina Ben Tradian. So he told him Chanina Achi, my brother Chanina. Don't you know that? Don't you know that this nation, the nation of Rome. They were appointed. They were given their greatness. They didn't just take this by themselves. It was given to them from Shemayim. You know what the Raya is? They're still going. How's it possible? The Nakama should have happened already. And the Abish is letting them do their thing. And Vaistois, they have a tremendous Siata de Shemayim. Now, I heard about you, I hear that you sit and you darsh and you give giving and you have a sefer Torah. What are you doing? You know this Xerah. Now, when did this happen? When was Rabbi Chanin ben Tradin killed? After yesterday's Akdama. We know exactly when it happened. This is not Churban Bayasheni. This is already 50, 60 years later. This is already Churban Beitar. This is the time of Dasar Rugei Malchus. So this is Mamish the Sirka, the era that our Gemaras are discussing right now. Oh my Lord, it's from Chanin ben Tradin, told Rabbi Yasef ben Kisma. No, I hear what you're saying, but Menashemayim Yerachamu. I have Betochen, I don't know how to say 
I'm comfortable 100% they're going to have Rachmanus from me in Shemaim. Oh my Lord, it's Rabbi Yitzchak, Ben Kisma, Tal Rabbi Chenina, Ben Tradian. And you, Oymel Chadvarim Shaltam, I'm reasoning with you. I'm talking to you like a rational person. What kind of answer is that? And he told him to me, it'll be a chiddush to me, and lo Yisrofu Oischa, if they're not going to burn you together with the Sefer Torah, do I have a portion of Olam Haba? Did you ever do anything to merit a portion of Olam Haba? He told him I was a guy by Tzedakah and I was once Mevater. Oh, you're Mevater? 100%. The Ramam and the is Either way. The Gemara says, Short while after this story, after this encounter between Rabbi Yisim and Kisma, Rabbi Yisim and Tradim, Rabbi Yisim and Kisma passed away. And all the Kedayle Roymi, they came to partake in the Kfura and the Levaya. This Bidu Hesped Gadol. Rabbi Yisim and Kisma, he got a tremendous Hesped. Rabbi Chazaros, on the way back, Mitzahul Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim. They saw Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim, and they saw Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim, and they saw Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim, and they saw Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim, Heavy you, they took Rabbi Chanidim and Tradim, they arrested him. And they wrapped him in the Sefer Torah. And then they surrounded him with chavilei's miros, with twigs, with wood. And they lit it all on fire. And then they brought these big bundles of wool. They soaked it in water. They put it on his heart. So like this, he would die a long, 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 painful death. So his daughter was there, and she's witnessing this. And she said, Can I look? I can't look at this. So he responded the following. If I would be burnt alone, it would have been very hard for me to witness it. But But now that I'm burning together with a Sefer Torah, I'm comfortable. You know why? Because the Ebesh, who I know for sure is going to take revenge, I know he's going to avenge my blood as well. He said, what do you see? I see the parchments burning. And the Gemara goes on with the Katzlaniri who ended up saving him. He was and Rebbe said, referring to that person, which Ramosha brings in a chuva with regards to end of life. Shailas, there's a lot going on here in this Gemara. But Al Kopanim, see, Shteltsu did the Machabra of the Snape of Ikvi Argolis beautifully. He said, Rabbi Ben Tradian had a tremendous Nechama that he was being burnt together with a Sefer Torah. He said, If I was being burnt myself, he said, It would have been kosherly. He says, All these children by Chorben Beitar. It was a terrible, terrible thing. And they were all burnt. But they were burnt, wrapped together with the Sefer Torah. And B'Shas Tesreifa, they had Chachik, a little bit of a Nechama. The Nechama was, that Misha Mevakish Al-Boynish Sefer Torah, Hu Yevakish al They were at least Zoycha to that, that Reb Chanin Ben Tradium was Zoycha to. And to that, that he had tremendous Nechama from. And the is in light of what we spoke about yesterday, that Churban Beita was really, in a way, the Hashlama of Churban Beis Mikdash. Right, we spoke about this yesterday, but I think it needs to be brought out again. Churban Beitar is one of the things that happened on Tishabab. Tishabab, we think of Churban Beis Amikdash. Right? That's really what happened. It's Churban Beis Amikdash. What are the five things? The fact that the Yidu and Nigza, that 
they weren't going to go into Eretz Yisrael. That first dar, they wouldn't be able to build the base on Mikdash. Which, by the way, caused Chorban base on Mikdash. Because we know, had that dar gone in, Moshe Rabbeinu would have gone in, he would have built the base on Mikdash, it would have never been destroyed. And by Yisrael was destroyed, and by Yisheni was destroyed. And then turned his roof as he plows through the Makam Mikdash. It's all Chorban base on Mikdash. Beit Azaychet Chorban base on Mikdash. In Eicha, we're talking about Chorban Beitar too. It's also Chorban base on Mikdash. And the reason is because the Yidden was starting to build the base on Mikdash. But this was Mamish, this was the. The dagger in the coffin. That's really what it was. It was the Chorbin, and then it was Tornus Rufus, and it was Mabish Tzioin, Kasoda Ticharesh. This was the end. But in Chorbin Beta, what the Yidden saw was, they saw Oydyesh Vuskeinu Muskeinus. Because they saw the Necham that Rebchanin Ben Tradian saw. And that is Misha Mevakish al Boynish al Saifatero, who Yevakish al Boyni. And all those children knew that there would be a day, there would be a day. That the Ebeshtu would be Mavakish al and they saw that precisely because they were wrapped inside the Sefer Torah. Zok the was a story for Rabbi Yeshua ben Chanan. And if this story sounds familiar, it's because we talked a lot about this in the last few weeks in the raid. He went to one of the big cities in Rome. They told him, There's a Tinak in the Beis Asurim. He's a very, very handsome child. He went to the Pesach Beis Asurim. Omar, he said, the following Pesach. The Pesach, he said, was, He said, the Pasuk in Yeshaya Perak Membez. He said, who caused all these terrible tsaras to happen to the Yidin? So this child that was there, he answered. But Omar and he said, the end of that Pasuk, Haloy Hashem, it's the Evishter who caused it. And the reason he caused it is because Zu Chatanuloi. We sinned. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. And because we didn't behave the way we were supposed to behave, therefore the Ebeshter caused this to happen. Omar, so Rabbi Yisrael. It's posher to me. I give a haftacha that this child is going to be a Moira Rabbi Yisrael. And then he said, oh, avoid, I switch. I'm not going to leave until I redeem him. And it doesn't matter how much money I'm asked. I'm going to pay for it. I am going to pay for it. Here it's like Skash of the Marama Rutenberg prisoner swaps. That's all the raid that we spoke about the last few weeks. Either way, Amru is simply that Rabbi Shomach Hananya literally didn't move from there until he came up with the money and he was paid to him. And it took a little bit of time, not more than that. Until this child was a Moirai Rabbi Yisrael, and who was this child? Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha. It was Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha. Incidentally, there's a big discussion. The Saint Adairus talks about this and others who this Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha was because Lechura, again, now that we're history buffs, after yesterday's daf. So when did this story take place? This was probably well after the Chorban. And if that's the case, this child would grow up to be Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. I thought Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha said, Pamachas nichnasti lahaktik teiris He was the king Gadol. So how could it be Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha? The Territ says, Taisva says in different places, there were two Rabbi Shmuel ben Elishas. This would seemingly be the other Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Either way, this is the story. I'll tell you another horror I saw in the Sefer of Ikvei Agolas. He brings B'Shem a Sefer, who brings B'Shem the Briskerov, Moron Agriz, that the Griz asked the obvious question. Right? You learn this Gemara, he asked this question. And that is, what did Rabbi Shmuel ben see in this child that was so impressive? He said, Muftachani, it's poshant to me that he's going to be a god of Israel, which according to one territory of Tosfus, that's the reason that Rishon Mechanani was allowed to be paid to him, Chiddush uh, Lahalacha, because it was so poshant to him. So the great Rabbi Yeshua sees in this child, 
Right, Rabbi Shul ben Hananya himself was Ashwi Yaladotai. He knew what it meant that from a young age you could already sense a prodigy. But he sees somehow in this child, it's a posh. What did he do, Sachakal? He said over a Pasuk in Yeshayim Membez, he said the beginning of the Pasuk, and the kid was able to rattle off the end of the Pasuk. You know, today for a kid to know Yeshayim Membez is a great Sechidish. But once upon a time, it was posh, it was Aleph Bez. Pun intended. It was out based. Kids knew Tanakh cold. So what's the grace of Psychli Psukech, right? That's what they used to tell children. Don't try this today. But they would tell a child, Psychli Psukech, because they knew Psukim. They used to learn Tanakh. So what's the grace of Chiddush over here that he was able to know the end of the Pasik? So the Briskarov said, the godless wasn't that he knew the Pasik. He said, the godless was, when people were talking in the Gesalach, what caused the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash? He said, there were probably people that said, oh, you see, it was the fact that the Biryoinim went and they burnt the, the Chitim and the Sairim, and as a result, it was a Kafna, and therefore everything just imploded. Or we should have fought, or we should have not fought. Right? If you go through the story, there are a lot of things. Rabbi Yechen ben Zakai is standing in front of the Kaiser and he's given an offer that everybody wishes they would get. Mamish, the most powerful, wealthiest person who says, ask me what you want, I'll give it to you. You can't even believe that's happening, right? And what did he ask for? Not for the Beis HaMikdash. So Sgevena said the Briskarov that a lot of people probably attributed the Churban Beis HaMikdash to. What did this child say? Rabbi Shumba Hanagi said, Nebuch, what caused all this? And he said, This kid understood why this happened. It was our sins. He said, a child at that age to be able to, in one second, be oimid on the oimik of this Indian, what it was that caused the destruction. He said, It's poshit that he's going to be a moirai rabbi Yisrael with a doglish, that a moirai rabbi Yisrael has to be someone that's able to deher this on this level. And that's why, Daika, a moirai rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Isa, there was a story, the son and the daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Alish, and they were taken into captivity to two different masters, one day, so one Odoin had taken the son of Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha, and the other Odoin had taken the daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Alisha. So one day these two people meet up, and they were like bragging about the Avodim that they own. And one of them tells his friend, he says, you know, I have an Evet, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, it's funny, I have a Shifcha. They said, why don't we marry them together? And we'll split the children. They put them to the same Cheder. And each one was in another corner. One said, meaning Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha's son, I'm a Kohen, I'm the sons of Kohenim Gedolim. Should I marry a Shifcha? The other one said, And they didn't realize they were in the room with each other. This is a brother and a sister. And they cried the entire night. When the sun rose, they're able to see each other. And they fell on each other. And they began to cry. Until it was the And it was regarding them that your Mio said the following kinna. He said, And this kinna, this famous kinna of what was it referring to? It was referring to the son and the daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. I saw a Dover Nifla. 
in the time of the Krah that was written by a Goyen Agoda Rabchan Kanievsky, he says that the Marsha and this Gemara muches a little bit, that we do you see in these words, that this has anything to do with a brother and a sister, the son of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha and the daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. So he said that Gemara says, There was a tzeduki that went over to Rabbi Shmuel. And he told him, I had a dream. And in my dream, This is in Perakaroya, the sugi of the dreams. He said, I saw my two eyes, they were kissing each other. What does that mean? He told him, What it means is that you were Baal And because you were Baal that's what you're saying. So Rebchan Kanievsky said that you see from here that the two eyes of a person are merumiz be'enei chazal as being a brother and a sister. So he said, that's the oimik, that's the pshat in this drosha. Eini, eini yardamayim. Eini, a brother and a sister were crying. A brother and a sister, as in that Gemara right there, that was the remnant to b'noyu b'itoy shel Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha. Zok the Gemara v'ayt. Omer Yishlokish, Yishlokish said, Maizah, there was a story. Be'isha achas with a woman. V'tzofnas bas penil shema. Her name was Sofnas bas penil. Tzofnas, the reason she was called Tzofnas is that everybody used to look at her because she was so beautiful. Bas Peniel, she was the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, one night, Shaboim came, these are bad people, and they managed, they violated her the entire night. The next day, they gave her seven cloaks of clothing to wear by Tzio Lamaicha. So after they were mezana with her, they sold her. But Adamechad, a person came to the shuk. This was a very, very disgusting man. Amaloi told him, Harini Asiafia. Said, I want to buy her, but before I buy her, I want to see how beautiful she is. She was wearing all this clothing. Amaloi, so he told him, Reiko, if you want to buy her, buy her. She ain't kiyafia I'm telling you, there's no one as beautiful as her. Just buy her. Amaloi said, Afal No, I'm not asking to buy her. Unless I see her. So the person that had taken her started removing her clothing, took off six of the seven chalukim. When it came to the seventh one, she tore it by herself. And she threw herself into the afer. Meaning to make her look, herself look disgusting. She said, says, okay, I don't deserve your Rachmanis. But people are making such litzonis from the Yidin. I mean, it's fallen to this point that even on yourself you have no Rachmanis. And your Mio wrote a kin on this woman. This woman was Oichet to a kin. The Pasuk says, Bas Ami, Chigri Sak. The hispalshi ba'efer. Basami is referring to this woman. Chigri sak. The hispalshi ba'efer. She was wearing these sakos and she was rolling in the efer. Evel yochid asiloch mispe tamrurim ki pisam yavei hashoyde daleno. And the punchline here is is kaviyochol. It loynemar elo. It doesn't say on her. Alecha loynemar elo aleinu kaviyochol alayv alecha bashoyde. That you see that the shoyde came aleinu. What's aleinu? It was her. Because of her tefillah, of what she said, Rabbeinu Shalolam, you're not Rachmanes, Amim Emeila, but you're not having Rachmanes. Could be that there's a little extra dogish in this Gemara that she was the daughter of the Kohen Gadol. Because we know that the Gemara says in Masech Tzuma Dafnam Zayin Amar Aleph, there was a woman whose name was Kimches, and she was Zayich. She had seven sons that were Kehanim Gedolim. And why was she Zayich to have seven sons that were Kehanim Gedolim? Because of the fact that she was a Tznua Beyoser, and because she was such a Tznua, therefore she was Zayich to have sons that were Kehanim Gedolim. And that means the whole Indian of the Kohen Gadol is an Indian. Of he goes where? 
It's betachlis atzniyus. Even the malachim are not allowed to be there when he does his grace avodah. So really, the avodah of the kohen gadol and the schus to have a kohen gadol it comes from the ribui of tzniyus. And here you had this woman who was the daughter of the kohen gadol, and she was exposed in this way, which was mamish the opposite of the tzniyus of finvanet zishtam. It's a, a terrible, terrible knech in, in understanding the kinah. Right? We spoke out in Masechtus Nedarim for Rabbi Shmuel who said that the Gemara says that Mamzer Talmud Chacham is koydim the Kohen Gadol So what's the Oymek Advarim? The Oymek is that where does the Kohen Gadol come from? Kohen Gadol comes from the Tachlis of Tzniyos. Where does the Mamzer come from? He comes from Achaydi Krisos. He comes from the Tachlis of Pritzos. You could have one person that comes from the Tachlis of Tzniyos and another person comes from the Tachlis of Pritzos. But at the end of the day, Atamut Chacham was kum from Pritzos is Koydem so an amaoris was kumfen tsnius, but al kaponim you see the dogush of Chazal when it came to the Indian of tsnius as it relates to the kain gadol, and that's the story of Tsofnas bas peniel bitoishol kain gadol sheshimeish lefnayve lefnim tsnius, right? Who comes from tsnius? Afal pikein. This is what came to. Zok the gemara. Am Rabbi Yehuda Marat. The last story. Ma'idachsev. What's pshat? The pasuk that says the chamdu sadois v'gazalu ubatim. So the Gemara says, was a story There was a man who worked for somebody, and he was not an enough in the wife of this person that he worked for. He was like an apprentice. One day, Rabbi, the boss, needed a loan. So he goes to his nagar, and he asked his nagar, the person who was working for him, this contract, and he says, can you lend me money? So he told him, yeah. He said, Shkar send your wife as a shliach, Valvena, and through her, I'll send the money back. In the meantime, this man took his wife, and he lived with her for three days. After three days, this man started getting suspicious, and he sent his wife to pick up this money, and she never came home. What happened to my wife? So he says, I don't know. I sent her right away, gave her the money, as we discussed. But I heard a rumor that the children, they took advantage of her. But they're on her way home. What should I do? If I were you, find her and give her again. I'm like Subasa He said the problem is that her ksuba is too expensive. I can't afford it. I'm so He told me, I'll lend you the money. Meaning, I told you I can lend you money. I'll lend you the money, and you should go and you should give her the ksuba. Tain lo ksubasa. So he went. He divorced his wife. Holachu. So this man went Menasa and he married her. When uh, the time came and the master who had divorced his wife had to pay up the money that he had borrowed to pay the ksuba on my loy. So he said, I'm sorry, I don't have the money. He said, you know what? You don't have the money. It's fine. Come work for me in my house. You work for my house, everything is going to be fine. And the Gemara says, he did that. So this man now who divorced his wife because of this bilbul and borrowed the money that he couldn't pay back is now working in the person that he borrowed the money for who's married to his own wife. So they're eating and drinking and he's and he's pouring them and tears were flowing from his eyes and falling into the cups and it was that second that that it was decreed that the Beis HaMikdash was going to be destroyed.
which base Hamikdash? So it's not hundred percent clear. The Amrilah, some say Al that this happened not because of this whole Maisa, but which Rashi says means this man was Mazana with an Ish. And because he was Mazana with an Ish, that's why it was Nishatin Gzardino. The Ion Yaakov and his Pirishir on Ein Yaakov said that what does it mean? That what happened here of Al that something happened, something that's related to Khorban at that very, very second. So what, what part of the Maisa was it? Said so it was the fact that he was crying. Because Sharid and it was the power of the tears of this person, that was the, the kivun, that was the Isasha that the Gemara is referring to. And this concludes this digression, it concludes the three daf kamza ubar kamza that's discussed here in Masechtas Gita. But just to end with two, just final thoughts. Just negation, not read bites. But just to end with two thoughts. The first thought is, so the sugi began, Akamsa bar kamza charv Yushalayim. And then I went from there to Atar Nagoyla, Atar Nagolta, Charv Tormalka, and Ashaka de Rizbag Charv Beitar. And really what we saw is, is that the destruction of the second base Amikdash, because this is all Indian, as we talked about, as we went through the Gemaras, were related to really two things. It's related to what the Gemara says in Yuma Daf Tesamid days. It was because of Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam, which Chavetz Chaim said led to Lashon Hara, but we saw Tzarisayan and we saw Chanafa, right? We saw all these different Midas that are all Me'inyan, Le'inyan, Ba'isinyan. Even Anova that was misplaced. I'm the Sunusha which also played a role in the destruction of Beis Amikdash. And then the latter two Churbanos, which are huge deals. The latter two Churbanos, that came because they didn't mourn. Because we didn't fix what we had to fix, right? And we didn't mourn what needed to be mourned because there was a chesorin in, in not properly mourning and recognizing what we did and not fixing it and not being posh and kibshutim. That's what caused the latter of, of the two churbanas. So just one hergish. There's an Avastir Abnasen. And the Avastir Abnasen is in, in Perik Dala that tells a story. Story just coming full circle with where we, all, where we began, a story with Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh. Says the Ovest Rabbi Nassim, Pa machas, hoi Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh yoytzim Yerushalayim. One time, Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh was, he was outside Yerushalayim. Ba Rabbi Yeshua, hoi leich acherov. And Rabbi Yeshua was walking behind him, is talking. For Rabbi Yishamikdash Charev, I don't know where Rabbi Yezo was. And he saw that the Beis Yishamikdash was Charev. Am Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, Oy lanu alzeh shuhu Charev. He says, Oy, woe is to us that the Beis Yishamikdash is Charev. Mokoyim shemechaprim boi avoyin oisein shal Yisrael. The place where the Yiddin used to get kapara. Right, we saw in the beginning of the sugya that the Beis Yishamikdash was referred to as Levanoim. Why Levanoim, Rashi says, because it's Malbin, the Averis of the Yiddin. So, Oy lanu alzeh shuhu Charev. Mokoyim shemechaprim boi avoyin oisein shal Yisrael. Amalei Rabbi Yechen. So Rabbi Yochanan said, "Bini, my son, Al Yehi don't feel bad because Yeishlanu Kapara Achashi Kamoisa. You think because we don't have a base Hamikdash, we're done? It's not true. There's a way for us to get Kapara. Ve'ezer, how are we going to get Kapara? Zegmilus Chasadim, do Chesed. Shenemar ki Chesed Chafatzti v'loy Zevach." The Novi says, I want chesed. I don't want a zevach. She came at Sinu by Daniel, Ishchamudoy, said Rabbi Yechemazakai. You see, by Daniel, who was an Ishchamudoy, show you Mesasik, Bigmilus Chasadim. He was Oysing, Bigmilus Chasadim. Mahing, Bigmilus Chasadim. Show you Daniel Mesasik. Then what was the chesed that Daniel was Oysing in? In time, Oylois was Vachim. You can tell me it's Oylois and Vachim. Makrib above all. That he was bringing them above all. Like, fine, Emma. He shamed the Kopentalo, Lusak, Makamash, Turkim, and Makamash, Yivra Hashem. Can't be. 
Umispalal Sholish Pome Bechalyoim Utfilosim is Kabelis Beratzin. This is the Ovest Rav Nassim. So Ovest Rav Nassim says, Rabbi Echel and Zakai is walking outside Yerushalayim, Rabbi Shua is with him, and he sees that the Beis Amikdash is Chorev. And Rabbi Shua says, Oy lonu azesha hu chorev, mokim shebnechaprim boi avoy nisayim shal Yisrael. So Rabbi Yoichem Azaki said, don't feel bad. Because even though we don't have a Beis Amikdash, we can't bring karbonois, like in the good old days, but we could get kapara. You know what we could do? We could do chesed. And because we could do chesed, we're okay. And in fact, the Nabi said, ki chesed chafatzti veloizevach. And you see, Daniel was Isaac and Chesed. And when you're Isaac and Chesed, you get Kapar, your tefillahs are answered. All you need to do is you need to do Chesed. So it bothered me a little bit that Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai's Nechomet Rabbi Yeshua was that in Gauls we could do Chesed. What about Torah? What about the Sugi in the end of Masechtas Menachis, the last Amid? What about the Gemara that says, Kolo Isaac Bateris Achatos, as Gilo Hikrav Chatos? If you're Isaac Bishlamim, it says if you were to Shlamim, Unishal Meparm Sefasenu Bechamakai Mukdur Mugish Lashmi. Why did he emphasize chesed? What about everything else? I think it's a stark kasha. And I found the kasha. You know who asked this kasha? The Vilna Goyen asks this kasha. The Vilna Goyen asks this kasha, and he says a teretz. He says a teretz based on something that we've spoken about so many times. We're not going to say the longer version. But the short version of it is that we say in Shemayin Esrei, Yerotzayin, the very, very end of Shemayin Esrei, Sheyibana Beis HaMikdash B'mheira B'yameinu, and the Vungoyen said, with Davin that the Ebesheh should bring back the Beis HaMikdash, and we say that, oh, when we're going to get the Beis HaMikdash, as if to say that when we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, it's Chaser, Archelic, in Torah. What does the Beis HaMikdash have to do with Vesein Chalkein Vesayrasech? So the Vungoyen said, because the Pasuk says, in Eicham, Malka Vesareb, Agoyim, in Torah. That when the Yidu was sent into Golis, not only did we lose the Amuda Avoida, but we lost the Amuda Torah as well. We once said, that's Pshan in the Gemara, and then the Masech, because we went from not only losing the Amud of Avoida, but we lost the Amud of Tyre as well. With the Marshan, Peri Chelek, Tafzadik, Chesam, and Aleph, Advarim, Atik, and the Inkam, and Kernel Harach. But what emerges is, is that when the Beis Amikdash was Charev, we lost not only Avoida, we don't lose our ability to bring Karbanas, but we lost Tyre. Now, rather, we have Tyre. But on some level, we're living in a world of Eng Tyre. Because Eichos, qualitatively, the Madrega of Tyre that we have today is not on the same Madrega. So, with Chorban Beis Hamikdash, we lost Karbanas, we lost Tyre. Says the guy, and that's why we daven. That when the Beis Amikdash is going to be built, be rebuilt, it won't just be that we're going to get that voice, but it won't be Malchus Rebbe Goyen, and as a result, it won't be entire anymore. This the Goyen says in his Pirish on Mishnayis, on his Pirish in Pirkei Ovis. But the Goyen apparently said this elsewhere as well. And one of the places that the Goyen said this is in his Pirish on the Idr Rabbah. This is Kabbal. Now, it's printed in a, a paragraph in the Hakdama to the Goyen's Pirish on Tikkun Ezoyar. The paragraph is called the Likud. I saw it in one of the Svarim from Yaakov Chaim Soifer, al But the point is, in the Hakdama to the Goyen's Pirish on Tikkun Ezoyar, there's a paragraph that's called Likud. And in that Likud, the Goyen said the following. Said the Goyen as follows. He says that when the base of Mikdash was destroyed, we didn't just lose Avoidah. We lost the Torah as well. It was Malka Vesareb Agoyim and Torah. And I'm quoting the Vilna Goyim. Vehein divrei Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai v'talmidov shebochu ala Churban. These were the words of Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai who were crying over the Churban. V'omah lehem and he told him, Adayin nishalonu gmilos chasadim. We still have chesed. 
The guy who was answering this kasha, the why did he say only chasad? What about Torah? The terrorist is because we don't have Torah on that level anymore. Because So the one thing that the Ebishta left us with, that we have the ability to do Bishlamus, we could do it today the way we were able to do it, it's the Amud of Chesed. It wasn't diluted. All the Golas did not take away our ability to do Chesed the way Yid is supposed to do Chesed. And that's why Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh was madish. Avadid is the Indian of Kaloyzi Patar Sachatis. The Gemara says that. Oh, but Bishlamus. Bishlemus, Bishlemus, the only one of the three Amudim that the world stands on, that we can do betachas hashlemus today, mamish as if it was shonim ketikunam, is the Amud of Chesed. And that's where Yechem and Zakai was madgish the Chesed. It's the Goyim Lushitasa, the Hain Hain Hadvarim, the Hain Hain Divrei Rabbi Yechem and Zakai, the Tamid of Shabbach Allah Churban, Lushnei Azov Shalavun Lagai. So the Hergish just was, is that the Ebesh destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. And with the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, we lost so much in a physical sense. Batlatam Aperis, Batlatam this, Batlatam that. We just learned the Gemaras together not long ago in the end of Mesech the Saita. You know, to do it that the Chavetz Chaim used to say that people, they have Tzaras, Yedavin, right? Yedavin. And this person Davin's Rifa'enu, and this person Davin's Lachlonu, and this person is Davin's Hashivenu, and Shema Koyleinu, Zebekoi, Vezebekoi, Baruchaleinu. Everyone's Davin for different things depending on Vas Tutzich by Aim in Zain Hearts. And the Chavetz Chaim was Margul Abhuma, he used to say that people don't know where you're really supposed to Davin. You know what Yitzhah Davin, every Yitzhah Davin and have all his kavanas in the same tefillah, by the Yerushalayim Mircha. He said, because when the Beis Hamikdash is going to be rebuilt, all the Tsaris, there'll be Parnasna, there'll be Refuas, there'll be Atachayin, Ladim Dasum, all the everything is going to fall into place. And really, that's the place that a Yitzhah is supposed to Davin. A Yitzhah is supposed to be Davining by Yerushalayim Mircha. With the Churban of the Beis Hamikdash, we lost so much, all the Tsaris. But spiritually, we lost so much as well. We lost the Amud of Avaida. We can't bring Karbanas anymore. That Dvekas, that a Yitzhah, Something that the Svar Maktoshin say that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't zoichatu, but the Yid was able to go in and it was mamish kederek shabaliris kachbalirois. The Nisan that the Yid was zoichat to witness when he came to the Malkam Amikdash, we lost all of that. But Malkav Sreb Agoy Main Torah, even the Dveikus Nefshachaim Shardale that a person could be zoichat to the Dvim and Torah, even that was taken away from us. The one capacity that the Yid was always given that we still have today in Gaulus is the ability to do chesed. What's the pshah? I think the hergish is is because we need that. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to bring the Beis Hamikdash back. And that's the Nechama, that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed by Yesheni, the bias that we mourn, like Toysavah says in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud Ches on the days. The bias that's the one that's more memorable to us, and the bias that was the topic of the sugis that we just learned here, that was destroyed because of sinas chinam. It was destroyed because of midoyserois in the world of ben adam lechaveira. And the Ebrusha sent us into Gaulus, and he gave us the capacity. That wasn't take everything was. We mamish lost everything. The only thing we could still do is chesed kemat. And again, the Talmud Torah can get cool on, but to do that b'shleimus without the dilution of the Gaulus, that's something that we still have the capacity to do. And the reason is because. That ultimately it's going to be something that's going to bring the Geula back. And, and we're given the ability, a feeling Golis, to be able to do because this is really this is what is the Israel Hashem going to bring the Beis HaMikdash back. That's the first Hergish as we finish. The second Hergish is, so why did we just digress and interrupt our program with three blot related to Chorben Beis HaMikdash? 
I mean, the timing of it was impeccable. Dover on the next level. But at the same time, where did it come in? So, Cheshman was, we learned Perakashileach, and Perakashileach began with a very important halacha in the Sugis of Masechtes Gitin, Bitlaget. And there was a very important takana that was made by Rabbi Gamliel Lazalki in Mipnei Tikkun Oilam. Once we talked about it, we digress and digress and digress, and we had all the different sugyas, mamish one having nothing to do with the other, all related to Tikkun Oil. The last one was Negea the Sikrikun, which we're about to return to. And the Sikrikun, there was a Takana there that was made also, Mipnei Tikkun Oil. Oh, you mentioned the Sikrikun. When did, when did the Sikrikun exist? It was mamish the time of Titus, it was the time of Bayesheni. Oh. That's why we interrupted the sugya, and we might as well talk about three plot here related to Chorben Beis Hamikdash. But Tzadik, in his pre Tznadik, and this is an Erevim Kipper, he says a Dover Nifla. He says that any time you find a Masechta, and in that Masechta you have a Gadata related to that Masechta, he says it's not a Mikra, it's not a coincidence, it's there for a reason. There has to be a Shaykhis. Now, what does that have to do with Erevim Kipper? Because the sugya of the Mon. Is a Masechta Suma Daf Ayin Hek. That's what the sugya of the Mon is in Shas. And he says that it's mentioned in Masechta Suma because Yuma talks about Yom Kippur and Erev Yom Kippur is a mitzvah to eat. And if somebody eats on Erev Yom Kippur, it's Malal of Akos of Ke'ilu, it's on a Chiv Asiri. And that's this ignorant of Achila, could be a Murdiga Abvaidah, Lechem Abirim. That's the raid that he's talking about. That's why this was something that Rabsudik said at Tish on Erev Yom Kippur. But then Rav Tzadik says, I'll give you other examples of it. He says, I'll give you a classic. He says, the Agadah Gemara that talks about Matan Torah, where is that mentioned? He said, that's mentioned in Mesech Shabbos. Where in Mesech Shabbos? It's the name of the parak. It's called Perak Rabbi Akiva. He says, why? It's in Mesech Shabbos because Hakom Moedin the B'Shabbos Nitna Torah. And he says, it's in Perak Rabbi Akiva because Kulan, I'll leave it to Rabbi Akiva. Because the whole Torah Shabbat Peh comes from Rabbi Akiva. All Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim are Rabbi Akiva's Timta. Right? Stam Mishnah, Stam Brises, Stam Safra, Stam Safri. It's all the Talmid of Rabbi Akiva. So that's why the Sugya of Matan Torah is mentioned where? It's mentioned in Masech Shabbos. And it's mentioned in Perak Rabbi Akiva. It says, Rabbi Tzadik, I'll give you another example. And that is, you have this Agadah Tegemaris related to Churban Bayesheni. Where are those Agadah Tegemaris mentioned? They're mentioned in Masech Tesgitin. Why they mention the Masech Tesgitin? He said the Pshad is based on the Gemara. The Gemara we know. The Gemara is in the Masech Tesgitin. The Gemara is in the Masech Tesgitin. Rabbi Yechanan said, G'doy v'tshuva, she'doycha es lois nasei she'betayra. Tshuva is so great that it's doycha lois nasei she'betayra. Why? Shenem, the Pasuk says, Le'mar hein yeshalach ish es ishtoy, v'holcha mi'ita v'hoysel ish acher. Ha'yoshu ve'le'od, ha'loychonuch t'chani v'sa'aretz'ayin, the Yidin sinned, the Ebishter divorced, he gave a get to Klal Yisrael. He gave a get to Klal Yisrael. And then they were hoysel l'shacher. But when the Yidin do tshuva, the Ebishter takes them back. G'doy l'tshuva, sh'doy chaloy sasei shabatayr. Has the Ebishter allowed to take the Yidin back when they do tshuva? Isn't there a lav of machzeg rushasa? It must be tshuva so great that it's doy chaloy sasei shabatayr. See what we speak out, the Tosiyah Mekipurim Skashit that it brings from Kadmonim. G'doy l'tshuva, sh'doy chaloy sasei shabatayr. Every assay is doy chaloy sasei shabatayr. V'advarim atikin. But Al-Kopanim, you see from here that Chorben Beis HaMikdash, when the Yidin went into Golos, what was it? The Ebishter was megarish klal Yisrael. So says Rav Tzadik, that's why, that's why that Gadot of Chorben Beis HaMikdash is in Masech Tzgitin. Which parak are we learning right now? We're learning Perak HaNezakin. He says the reason we're learning Perak HaNezakin because when the Eidushter destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, he was a mazik. 
Arba Ovois Naziken, Ashor, Vahabar, Vahamava, Vahever. Hever is the Mazak of Eish. The Abish destroyed the Beis Hamikdash with fire. And the Abishta was a Mazak. And he says, that's why the Agadat Gemara of Churban Beis Hamikdash is in Perikan Zokin in Mesechtis Gitin. It's in Perikan Zokin because Churban Beis Hamikdash was Ein Lochem Maisa Hezek G'day Lomizu. And it's in Mesechtis Gitin because when the other went to God, it was Ein Lochem Maisa Gerush in G'day Lomizu. But said Rab Tzad the Kedarki B'Kodesh that in all these Agadat Gemaras, there's a tremendous, tremendous Nechama because we know that if somebody is a Mazak, what's the Lacha? He has to pay. Tashlume Nezek, Mimetav Sodeo, he has to play Tashlume Nezek. Shalim Yishalim Hamaver is Habeiro. So Rab Tzadik said that we learned the stories of Churban Beis Amikdash and Perikhanazakin to remind ourselves that the Abishtah was Mazik and a Hanami. The Abishtah destroyed, and the way the Abishtah destroyed, he destroyed with Esh. Be'esh hitzato. But at the same time, we know that Shalem Yishalem Hamavras Habeiro, and we live with the Amuna of Uba'esh Ata'asul of Noisa, that the Abishtah is going to be Mishalem Migufoy. Be'esh, the same age that was Mazik. Migufoy Mamish. The Abishtah is going to be Mishalem. Be'esh Ata'asul of Noisa. We should talk about Zoycha. To Shalem Yishalem Hamavras Habeiro. The Abishtah should be Machzik Rushasai. Gitoyu Chuva Shadoycha Loisa Seisha Betoyra. And we should be zoichatake to be'esh after asul of noisa. And with that, we return to our regular program, which is the sugya of the sekrikon. So again, what is the sugya of the sekrikon? Who were these sekrikon? So it was mentioned in the Mishnah and afternoon heyomid base. So these sekrikon were very, very bad people. They're Roman officers, and they would go over to Yedin and they would give him an ultimatum which really had only one choice. Either I kill you or you give me your field. And they would take the field. So the Mishnah says, what happens if somebody now goes and buys the field from the Sikrikon? So if somebody would buy the field now from the Sikrikon, what's the halachic ramifications and exactly how do you look at that from a halachic perspective? So the Mishnah said a very big Kiddush that if somebody buys a field from the Sikrikon, the mechira and the sale is not really a sale. Meaning the original owner of the field can go to the lekech and he could say, listen, Herzegzi, I understand you bought it, but I never gave it over Belev Shalem because in my mind, you know, I thought I was going to be able to get it back and therefore the halach is he has to return it to him. Not just that, even if after the person bought his field from the Sikrikon, he would then go to the original owner and he would buy it from him. It doesn't matter. Even that itself wouldn't be an issue. And then the Gemara says there was a before and there was an after. They decided at some point, no, that if somebody buys from the Sikrikon, he gets to keep it. However, the original owner has a right of first refusal. And then they said the right of first refusal expires after 12 months. But at the same time, if somebody is going to buy from the Sikrikon, even though he gets to keep it for sure once the person loses his right of first refusal, but he has to give a revia, one-fourth of it, he has to give. The assumption is that he underpaid for it, because Sikrikon don't have a very high basis in this. They got it for free, so they probably undersold, just to underscore the market, and therefore, when they buy it back, they, were, they get it, they probably bought it for cheap, therefore the revia, you don't have to profit from taking it the Sikrikon, you'd be able to Keep it, but only after you gave back a little bit. Either way, that was the general sugya of the Sikrikon. So we're going to learn now a little bit more about the Sikrikon. Zok Gemar. Now, one of the halachas that the Mishnah said was that if somebody purchases from the Sikrikon, the Baal can take it back. Again, before, after, Revia, not Revia, Yudbeis Chaydish, not Yudbeis Chaydish, but the general concept is that if you buy from the Sikrikon, the Baal can take it back. Even if you... Or, went to the Baal Bayis himself, and the Baal Bayis signed off on it, even then. Saying that, the Mishnah said, the only time that's true 
is if you first bought it from the Sakrika and then you went to the Balabayas. If you would first go to the Balabayas and then you go to the Sakrika, then it wouldn't be that way. And the Mishnah gave a Mashal. Mashal Mada Vadaima. If you have a husband and a wife together, they own some asset. Maybe it's something that's just Mashubit for the Ksuba. So they each have Schusen in it. She owns it on some level. He has the Kinyin whatever. But the point is, is that if somebody buys from the Ish, the Ish is Chelik, then he buys from the Isha, the Allah is the Mechaz Nakayim. Because we say that the only reason she went along with this is Nachas Ruach If she buys from the Isha, then she buys from the Ish, then already it's going to be different. Now, what's the reason that if somebody buys from the Sekrikun and then he buys it from the original husband, from the, from the Baal Bayis, the Allah is that we don't say that the Baal Bayis signed off on it. Meaning, Bishlam in the case where you bought from the husband and you bought from the wife, said it's a svar of Nachas Ruach But, right, we didn't flesh this out well enough. Why is that true by the Sekrikun? You bought from the Sekrikun, okay, now you went to the Baal, Nachas Ruach so Emma says, Rashi, on Daphne Hamid Bay, is right in the beginning of the Sugya, and his first time says, Yeah, it was Nachas Ruach Asisila because he's still afraid of the Sekrikun. He's living in fear, and as a result, he doesn't want to do something that maybe is going to make the Sekrikun look at this a little sideways, because he's just afraid of the ramification. He's a stickle traumatized, and therefore he says, Yeah, take it, right? But Rashi says, Another shot. The other shot Rashi says is that it could be this person has every intention of hiring a lawyer and suing and doing whatever he can do to get his feel back. But in a way, it actually is in his benefit for him to not have to sue the Sekrikun rather than to have to to sue this person. So he can always say, which is a classic, like, super svara. He says, I'd rather deal with the second guy than deal with the first guy. And that, so Rashi brought two pshatim. The two pshatim that Rashi brought in the Hamid Beis are going to play themselves out very, very much in this first Gemara we're going to learn. So, Lokach Minasikrik and Vachulu. What's the Vachulu? Everything that we just mentioned. Amar Rav, Rav said, Loishonu. This halacha that if somebody buys from the Sikrik and then he buys from the Balabai, Stalachis, the Mechas Narachal, that's Elod Amaloy Lechazek Fikni. When he went to the original owner and he says, You know, I just bought this from the Sikrik, are you okay with it? He says, Yeah, go make a Chazaka. Be no Gadu Parats. Do something in the field to make it yours. That's when that's the halacha. Avod Bishtarkon. If, however, he would give him a star, then already. It would be different. Why? So Zok Rashi, Lake Chazek Vikni, Bechazoko, the Kimada Dibur Baalmuhu, being that all he did was is he told him, just go do it. Yay! He he verbally signed off on it. So Ikalamemi Ashena Noyakli. There you could say the Svara of Asheni Noyakli. Avali Kosavli Shtara Bishmei. But if he would write a Shtam reading Rashi inside, Kani, the Kulei Hai, Wei Havalei Lemevad, he shouldn't have gone to such pains to write a Shtar. He loved the Zobna Wei Mechagarim with us. Unless he really meant to sell it him. So from the fact that he wrote a Shtar, that's a Raya that he really meant to sell it him. The Marsha on this Rashi says that it's clear that the way Rashi understood Rav, that Rav holds like the second of the two reasons that Rashi himself spoke out on Daphne and Beis, why it is that if you buy from the Sekrik and then you go to the Balabayas, the Allah is you get to keep it. The reason is because there's a Sephora, the person can say, Asheni Noyachli. For Asheni Noyachli, you don't have to write a Shtar. For Asheni Noyachli, you just say, Leich Hazek For the fact that you wrote a Shtar, you went to such great pains to write a Shtar, that's a Raya Zok, the Marsha, and Zok Rav, that... Obviously, you mean more than that. And if you mean more than that, it's not going to be okay. Shmuel, Shmuel said, Shmuel said that no, even if there was a shtar, still like The only time we say that this person is going to be kind is if the shtar itself had achrayas. What does it mean, achrayas? Where the person gave a shtar and he basically said that if someone's going to go take it away from you, I'm taking all my nechas and they're all going to be achray. But the shtar itself, not. what is Shmuel hold? So Shmuel could be hold like the first time that Rashi said 
on Daphne Mehemet Beis. That the side of why we assume that even if you buy it from the Sekrikan, the Sekrikan are signing off on it, is because of Yira. If it's because of Yira, then it doesn't matter if you wrote a Shtar or not. Maybe Machmas Yira, he felt he should write a Shtar. Now you added Achrayis, now you're pushing it already. If you're adding Achrayis and you're putting in the bells and whistles into a contract that really are not necessary to be there, says Maris, this is a real transaction in your mind. Oh, if it's a real transaction, okay, then already this is going to be the halacha. So the Machloikis, Rav and Shmuel, could be as the Machloikis, the two timing that we had on Daf Nunhe on the base. Either way, so Rav said a halacha that the only time it's true that if you buy from the Sakrik and the Chaz of Allah, is if he merely said, Lechazek, Fikne, Avo Bashtar, Kano. If somebody buys from the Isha and then he buys from the Ish, if you bought from the Isha and not from the Isha, it's going to be bottle. So far, it's what the Mishnah had said, right? This was the Mishnah's muscle to understand the equivalent halacha as it relates to the Sikrikun, but the Brisa, as it always does, adds a little bit of words. It says, The only time it's true that if you buy from the Ish and then you buy from the Isha, the Mekach is bottle, is if she didn't, but if she would write Achrayis, oh, Achrayis is already going to be different. Then already we're going to assume then it's going to be real. Oh, so what do you see? What is it all tall here? Is this like Tuftan Rav? If it's a riot to Shmuel, it should be a Tuftan the Rav. Rav. Rav is going to say, no, my Achrai is not Mishtar. It could be the word Achrai is, it doesn't mean what it usually means. Usually Achrai is means Achrai is Nechassim. All my Nechassim are going to be Achrai. In this case, that's not what it means, but rather the word Achrai is here simply means that they wrote a Shtar. Rashi says, why would the word Achrai is here mean shtar because being the halacha is that if you write a shtar at that point you can't be chayzer anymore so it comes out the shtar is what's making me achroi for what I'm telling you I'm willing to do so we're just borrowing the word achrayis right you see the word achrayis in the concept of in the context of shtaris and transactions so right away you think of all the sugyas and shas that they were achrayis which is the tiny kavasi the shmuel? No question. Right, you see, it's a different standard. The standard for something to be a tiny kavase and the standard for something to be a, a tahavatyufta is not necessarily the same. It could be a tiny kavase, but not necessarily a, a tiavatyufta. Right? We always talk about the difference between kasha and tyufta. So here you have uh, something that's a tiny kavasi the shmuel, but it's not a tiavatyufta the rab. Interesting. A brisa that talks about the sekrikon. What happens? If somebody bought a field from Sikrikun, and then after he bought the field from the Sikrikun, he ate three years in the presence of the Bailam, meaning the Bailam was a Moicha. The Chazar, and then afterwards, this person who bought from the Sikrikun went, and he sold it to somebody else. So the Allah is, the Bailam, the original owner, can't go to Lekeach Sheni. And tell him that you owe me money. So, so what's going on over here? Number one, cheskes habatim. What's the halacha of cheskes habatim? If somebody's living in a field for three years, and then somebody goes over to him and he says, this field that you're living in, it's my field. So he tells him that uh, I bought it from you. He says, you bought it. Where's your star? He says, I had a star, but I lost it. So what's the halacha? If he was there for three years, he gets to stay there. Why? Because he has a chazaka. What's the chazaka? Not cheskes kinyin, not cheskes... As in, but he has a like a cheskas raya. He has a chazaka. If 
Really, this was your field. Had you let me live it for three years? I'm living literally. I'm living in your living room for three years. I've been cooking suppers in your kitchen. You never said one word. All of a sudden, vayuvoy, it's your field. So it's once you're there for three years. At that point, that is you have a chazaka. So. Our sugya, the sekrikon, this brisa, meets the halacha of, of cheskas gemoshana. There was a person who had purchased the field from sekrikon. He then sold it to somebody else. Now, before he sold it to somebody else, he had been living in the field for three years, which in cheskas in terms means he has a cheskas gemoshana, right? So he has a chazaka now. All of a sudden, a dispute emerged. He sold it to somebody else, and now there's a din taira. What's the din taira? The balabais is timing that you owe me money. What do you owe me money for? The Sekrikan took it, then I bought it for the Sekrikan. He's saying, you owe me the Revia. The Mishnah said that you have to give the Sekrikan a Revia. You owe me the Revia. He's tiny. I paid the Revia. And that's the fight that's going on over here. So says the Braisna, that the person that bought it from the one that already had a Cheskas Gimel Shonen, the Bailam can't be today anything from him. Why? Because he bought it from someone that had a Cheskas Gimel Shonen. Cheskas Gimel Shonen means, if you're living in three years, you were never Meich of Isis, I don't owe you any money. And if that's the case, I'm coming, we collect the person, so therefore I'm going to be okay. So the one asks a very obvious question. What's the obvious question? Let's speak it up, I'll pet first, because it's so obvious. You're basically telling me halacha with sekrikum meets cheskas gimel shana. Okay, nishkeferlech. But why are you talking about lekech sheni? Like, what do you need the second guy here? He seems to be an unnecessary participant in uh, in this plot, right? We don't need him here. Luchura, somebody bought a field from the sekrikum and has been living there for three years, and now the balabayis comes over to him and he says, "You know that revia that the Mishnah talks about? You owe it to me." He says, "I paid it to you. You owe it. You paid it to you. Where were you for three years? Okay, I have a cheskas gimel shanim. works for this Indian, and vice versa. There's no tefillah on him anymore. So why are we just talking about the lekeach sheni? Poshit lekeach sheni man What is he adding to the story? He's just making it faplanted. What do you need this lekeach sheni over here as it relates to this halacha? That's the aside of what the gemara is about. That's hechidam idakatayin va'amaminoch zavno. Says the Gemara, if it's talking about what the Lekeach Sheni is saying, that I know the Lekeach Rishon said he bought it from you, then I feel a Rishon Nami. So then the Allah is that just like the Balabayas would not have a Tfiyah on the Lekeach Sheni, like the Bryce says, he wouldn't have a Tfiyah on the Lekeach Rishon either. What does it mean? That the Lekeach Sheni is saying that I know the Lekeach Rishon bought it from you. What he means is that this Chazaka is a Chazaka Sheyeshim Ataina. The Allah is the only time a person has a Cheskas Kibbal Shonim is if he's coming with a Taina. Meaning, you can't say that, you know, listen, I know it's not my field. I know it's yours, but I lived there for three years. You never said a word, so tough luck. I'm sorry, you know, learn cheskes abatim, and this is not luck. No, it doesn't work that way. That has to be a time. The time is I bought it, I had a shtar. After three years, a person's there's in a shtar. I lost my shtar. There has to be some sort of time. So the Gemara says like this. If the lekeach sheni is coming mikayach taina, what would be the taina? He doesn't have a taina. He just bought it yesterday. The taina would be that the lekeach rishon said that he already bought it from the balabais, meaning he paid whatever he needs to pay, which is the equivalent of buying it. Then after the rishon nami, so if the lekeach rishon essentially has a chazaka sheishim taina, so we could have said the same halacha related to the lekeach rishon. And either loikatayin va'amaminach zavna. And if this is a chazaka she'enim taina. Because the Lekeach Sheni doesn't have the Taino that the Lekeach Rishon already bought it. So then the Halach is the Lekeach Sheni should have to give the field back. Meaning, the Lekeach Rishon. Does he have a Taino? Does he not have a Taino? If the Lekeach Rishon has a Taino, he's saying, I paid it. So if the Lekeach Rishon was here, then he wouldn't have to give the field back. And Erechanah Lekeach Sheni also shouldn't have to give the field back. And if the Lekeach Rishon doesn't have a Taino, then if the 
The entire was with the Rishon. The halachas he would have to give it back, and in that case, the Lekeach Sheni should also have to give it back. The point is, the fate of the Lekeach Sheni mirrors the fate of the Lekeach Rishon. There's nothing unique about being a Lekeach Sheni here. If there was something unique about being a Lekeach Sheni, so I could tell you the Brisa was telling me the halacha of the Lekeach Sheni. Vosmet the halacha of the Lekeach Rishon. That's not under the Brisa, but good. There's something special about the Lekeach Sheni. So I'm telling you the Shulchan Aruch of the Lekeach Sheni. But the Gemara says I don't know where the Lekeach Sheni is. Memorav Shach. There's a Taima. It's going to be the same halacha like Rishon. The whole time it's also going to be the same halacha. So the Gemara says I'm Rav Sheishes. Rav Sheishes said Lo Olam. It's talking about the Loi Katanle. It's talking about where there was no Taima. Meaning that Lekech Sheni has no clue. He doesn't know about Lekech Rishon, yeah, Taina, no Taina. And in a case like this, the halach is Toyan in the Yoresh, the Toyan in the Lekech, the Inat, the Idach, meaning as it relates to Lekech Rishon, Itan in the Loitan Loit. If the Lekech Rishon would have been here and he went to Taina, like the Lekech Sheni didn't, he would say, go home. But being that this is Lekech Sheni, and he doesn't really know what happened, and if he would have a Taino, then he would be Bom Machma, someone that has a Cheskis Gimel Shana, which is a Chazak Rishayishim, and Taino, he'd be able to keep everything. So I can go in there, a situation like this, Tayan and the Yorish, and that's why we're saying the halacha related to Alekeach. The reason we mention this halacha relating to Alekeach is because when it comes to the Alekeach, that's where you have this very special. Let's do one more Gemara. Turn around. Habam machmas choif umachmas amporois ein ba mishum sekrikon. Let's say you have a, a guy that comes into somebody's field and he just steals the field. You owe me money. You have a field. I take your field. Right. Very simple. Push it and blast. So he goes away. He takes his field. And now a yid goes and he buys the field from that ganav. Umachmas amporois or he's tam a ganav baalma. In the first one he's a ganav sheeshi mataina and in the second one he's a ganav sheeshi mataina. Atzad hashavshon he just took the field, which is something in this case he really didn't have a right to do. So the halach is ein boy mishum sekrikon. In these cases you don't have the whole shulchan aruch of this sekrikon. Others. What is the halacha? Rashi elamachsal yakarke bechina. You have to give it back. The whole Shulchan Aruch, the Sekrikon, was talking about a very, very unique situation. But in this case, you're not going to have this halacha. Then the then the says, As it relates to the Amparis, these are the guys that are Stam Ganofen. He's the Gan of Sheinim Ataina. So as it relates to the Amparis, you have to wait 12 months. The Gemara says, what? You have to wait 12 months? That sounds like Hilchis Sekrikon. So the Gemara says, Meaning, as it relates to the kingdom themselves, they have to wait. Yud beis chadish. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak Yitzchak says, "Naktinon ain't on paris bebavel." There's no on paris bebavel. Now, the Gemara thought that Rabbi Yitzchak was trying to say was is that in bavel there was an achshadar and there were no ganavim in bavel. Faith the Gemara is that true? But kachazin and the ikka. What do you mean? There, there are on paris bebavel. They're all over the place. Aleima ain't din on paris bebavel. What it means to say is is that there's no din on paris bebavel. Meaning that if somebody buys from the Amparas, ordinarily, we just said a price, so you have to give it back to the original owner, that halacha is not true in Bavel. And the reason is, my time, because in Bavel, it's very easy to sue people. So if somebody would take something from you, you wanted to get it back, there was a good judicial system. So there was good recourse. And because there was good recourse, so it wasn't so hard for a person to get his field back. And as a result, you should try getting your field back in the regular way. Now you want to come and say that Mount Zamparas, you are lazy and you decided to... No. Somebody buys from the Amparas, the Allah is, you get to keep it. One more mice. Gidul Bariloi, we've had already in this Masechta. Kabul Arab Betaska, 
So the situation here was is where there was this big uh, field and there were a whole bunch of fields there. So you have this large plot and Ruven owns his chalik, Shimon owns his chalik, and they used to pay a tax every single year to, to the government. And the tax was paid in one lump and everybody pro rata used to be mishtatif, whatever their obligation was. Now it seems that one of the chevra that owned field property here had gone away. He went to Medina Sayyam and his field was just sitting there. So Gidu Bar he said, you know something? He t- goes to the oil and he says, I'm going to come, I'm going to live in this field, I'm going to take the pay rice, and at the same time, I'm going to pay the taxes. So, right, he works out a deal with the Bnei Barga. What's the deal? I'll pay pro rata the taxes, because by the way, if Gidu Bar is not going to pay it, and this guy's in Medina Sayyam, the Bnei Barga is going to have to pay it. So it's financially behooves them to agree to this deal, and he says, I'll be able to eat the pay rice. Either way, so Gidu Bar comes, acting the Yav, Zuzi the Tlashne. And he prepaid for three years. Now, the truth is, nobody asked him to prepay for three years. Maybe the guy's going to come back next year. So, the first year, I guess this is how it worked. I paid for it. I got to keep the payers. But how do you know what's going to be in Tavshim Pei Dalit? Mechatei you have a right to do that. Either way, the Gemara says, In the meantime, the Balabus came, Amrulay, and the Balabatim told Gita Barilay the following. He says, Shasa, come, I said, the Avas, oh, that's good. The first year, we weren't here. You paid the taxes. You get to keep it. About Hashtag, you can't prepay taxes. We want to pay for it, and we want to eat the payers. Also, they came to our papa. They came to our papa. So, so, our papa's muscle reason was that these people have a taina, but at the same time, being that he prepaid the taxes, so they have a credit by the government. So, if they have a credit by the government, so we're going to take this credit which is going to be applied to the Bnei Baga, and the Bnei Baga are going to have to give it back to Gidur Bar right? just makes sense. Meaning, and Hanami, you walk away, can't get the payers, but to say, I shouldn't lose my money, he can't go to the government and get the money back, it's going to be applied as a credit. So if it be applied as a credit, let them give it back to Gidu Bar and everything is going to be good. This is what Rapapa wanted to say. So the Gemara says, Amalei Rafuna Breid Rav Yeshua, the Rapapa, Rafuna Rav Yeshua, who is Rapapa's Bar Plukta, told him, He said, if you're going to do this, then essentially what you're doing is, you're treating the government like Sikrikon. So what does this mean? Let's see Rashi inside. Mkeno Siso, Hadabar Kedin Sikrikon. That when somebody buys from the Sikrikun, you don't lose. What happens if somebody buys from the Sikrikun? If somebody buys from the Sikrikun, essentially you have an option, right? Because in the worst case scenario, you're going to keep the field and you're going to have to give a, a quarter of it to the original owner, which is really the fair market value of what the field is. If you decide to be a nice guy, so good, you'll give the field uh, back and you'll get the full market for it. Meaning you're, gonna end, you're eventually going to end up getting, so you basically, you buy from the secret and you have this option. You might get to keep it. Or worse comes to worse, you're going to have to give away uh, a quarter of it, which is what it was worth anyways. So really, what emerged was a business opportunity. For people to go buy fields, and there's a good chance, you know, if you do this with enough volume, you know, Kenzans can you maybe you can become a gear, right? There's a there's an opportunity of it. Just buy things from the Sikrikon. You're basically giving people the opportunity to go. Anytime a guy goes to Medina Siam, I'm going to prepay ten years of taxes, and by that I'm going to have the schus to all the payers, which sounds like was a profitable profitable trade. And if I'm going to do that, worst comes to worst, I'll have a credit. You're going to have to pay me back anyways. 
Now, if the melech, when he charged taxes, was sikrikon, it's okay, a sisa sikrikon, it's a loophole in the system. But they're not sikrikon. What they're doing is something lawful. They have a right to charge you taxes. So why are you treating them like sikrikon? And why are you creating this opportunity, which is really a little not so good? You want to know what I think talach is? This person lost out. You should have done that. Who asked you to prepay? You, you prepaid. You didn't give them anything. You gave the government. I, Derek Agav, you're being marviach them. That's marviach hari. He have no chiv to make you up. They want or they could, but it's not something that they have to do.